champions. Welcome to the crossover. Thanks to the Sydney Kings. Grab your Sydney Kings tickets today at Ticketek. Yeah, we love it on a Thursday afternoon. The last half hour of the program dedicated to Hoops Capital, the Sydney Flames, and of course, the Sydney Kings. They've got a massive game coming up this Sunday out there at Kudos Bank Arena. You will hear it across SEN. Fleur McIntyre will be our special guest very shortly. She's the assistant coach of the Sydney Kings. They take on the Illawarra Hawks. 4 p.m. tip-off on Sunday. We'll be out there early doors, Tommy Gallup and myself. Now, Tommy is part of the Sydney Kings Ring of Honour. It's basically to the best players and the best people that have ever walked through the organisation. So Tommy G is part of that. Uh, and also Brad Rosen is part of that as well, and he's going to be our special guest in the pregame show. So uh, we will look forward to that. We'll be on air from 3 p.m. Make sure you come down to the foyer at Kudos Bank Arena and say good day. You'll go into the draw for a major prize, and then you'll walk into Kudos Bank Arena and you'll see the Kings take on the Illawarra Hawks, and there on the coaching bench will be our guest from today, Fleur McIntyre, and she's on the line. G'day, Fleur. Hello, how are you? Yeah, I'm really well. Uh, how are you? We'll get to the, the Illawarra Hawks and, and the season uh, proper uh, very shortly, but we get a great opportunity to spend some time with you. So you better take us back, Fleur. How did you get involved in this incredible basketball journey that you're on? Yeah, so about three years ago now, uh, Luke Longley gave me a call, said that the Kings were looking for an assistant coach. Um, it was, you know, I guess, a positive thing that I needed a job at the time and I applied for it and ended up making the move over to Sydney. So three years and it's been such an amazing journey. I feel very lucky that I walked in those doors three years ago. And prior to that, you'd, you'd been a player, you'd been a coach uh, at, at different levels. But right back to the start, Fleur, how did, how did basketball, how did you, how'd you first pick up a basketball? Oh, I was a country kid. I grew up in country Western Australia. So like any country kid, I think you just played anything and everything. Um, basketball, I think, was the thing that just stuck the most. So I've been playing since I was six years old and uh, loved it then from the first moment and feel very fortunate that I get to call it my job. Yeah. Um, one of the interesting things, and, and you're a pioneer in many ways, um, but you know, there's, there's lots of other people that tread the path also. You're an assistant coach at an elite organisation but you're a female within a men's team. Uh, can you talk to us about um, the opportunities that come with that, the challenges that might present themselves, Fleur? So I'm really lucky in that, obviously, with the Sydney Kings, have such a wonderful group of guys, um, and they have been exceptionally welcoming from the very first day that I stepped in. I think the opportunities that come with that, look, I think, honestly, I've had a world of opportunities open up for me. When you're the only female in a men's pro league, um, I probably do more media and um, interviews and podcasts and speaking opportunities than most other assistant coaches in the league, um, purely because people want to know what it's like being the female in a male environment. Um, yeah. And I think basketball has been wonderful. You know, these guys don't bat an eyelid. Like since the day I walked in, I was just slur and I was their coach. And yep. um, I think... I treat them with their unique personalities and know what they need and, and they appreciate the things that I do. So it's been an incredible opportunity, I think, to be in this position, working for this organisation, working with a bunch of guys that I absolutely love. Um, and, of course, the amazing opportunities that's come with that and being able to be a bit of a face for it, I guess, for females, um, particularly trying to make their way in men's pro sport. Yeah. Do you reckon that's a generational thing, Fleur, with the group that you've been working with and have worked with over the last couple of years that they, they walk in and they see you as as coach and don't see you as gender or anything else? 
I do. I do think it's a little yeah. bit of a generational thing. I sort of came from the university system. I, I was an associate professor. And you've got sort of, I guess, an older demographic. Um, and, and, you know, it's probably a little bit different. I was in a very male-dominated environment then. Um, and the shift, I think, with this new generation, I think we're far more open to, um, I guess, there's changes, you know, in terms of diversity and uh, a willingness to think that diversity is a good thing, you know, yeah. and having different experiences and different voices, different values. And I think all those things are a positive. Just as much as I learn off my male coaching counterparts um, and the guys around me, I think everyone has a story to tell. And I think there's strength in that collaboration through diversity. When you step forward as an assistant coach, and, and it might have been uh, Mahmoud abdul Fader or Chase Buford beforehand, and, and you come forward to them during the course of a game, what is it that you're giving the coach at that point? What are, what are you looking for that they might not see during the course of a game? Well, I usually try and pick my moments because I think <laughs> when they're intense in the, in the game of of basketball, you probably don't want to be the person tapping them on the shoulder constantly. So it might be something that I see a particular matchup that I think we should attack. Um, I'll generally have a look at what the opposition defense is doing, whether we want to look at something rotationally, whether we want to space the floor a little bit more, just certain intricacies of ways that I think we can attack the opposition or ways in which I think they're trying to hurt us and how we counter that. So I'll try and be a little bit specific without bothering them every single second because there is no tougher job in the world than being the person out on that sideline trying to see uh, everything during the game. Yeah, but you can't, and that's why you rely on the people within your organisation. So that's game day. What about week to week? What what does it look like for you, Fleur, as assistant coach of the Sydney Kings on a weekly basis? Yeah, so just preparing scout, I think making sure that the guys are across and Mark Moon understands uh, our opposition for that week and the personnel and how they do certain things. So that's probably the major job in terms of watching film across every team in the competition. Um, and then I think it's just helping out with the day-to-day. You know, you're running uh, shooting and individual workouts for guys, assisting during team training, and then just with the prep for the game that week, making sure that this is what our game plan is, feeling confident in our game plan, how we're going to address that at training, what particular drills, scrimmages we're going to look at to make sure that we're ready when we walk in on the weekend to face the opposition. Your name had been mentioned in dispatches. Uh, we'll get to what you're going to do next, but uh, as a head coach in the NBL, uh, Adelaide, I think the Hawks now have filled that position. Did you ever have a desire, Fleur, to, to be the head coach in an NBL for an NBL team? Yeah, look, it's something that I've, I've considered and it's certainly not something that I'm ruling out. Um, I think keeping your options open and, you know, I've talked about having diversity and I think diversity of experience is a really good thing as well. So yep. um, certainly considered it's not something that I'm shutting the door on at all, um, but certainly looking at different options as well. Okay, so we'll get to what you're moving to very shortly, but you, you've got to tell us about your experience you had in the G League. Um, RC Buford, who is the father of former Sydney Kings coach Chase Buford who is RC's a legend of the NBA and the San Antonio Spurs tell us about your time with the Austin Spurs and and you're around uh, the incredible uh, Wembenyama who I think he played his first couple of games for the Spurs under your tutelage yeah it was great um, got to be part of the Spurs organization for summer league um, obviously spent a lot of time with their coaches and their playing staff um, and then obviously being there for Victor's first couple of games was unbelievable. It was a circus and crazy, and I'm so pleased that he was able to play well in his second game. The amount of attention 
that that poor young man is under is like nothing else I've ever seen. So how he operates with such grace um, and kindness um, and a focus under that scrutiny, I think is just so impressive for a young man his age. But yeah, it was a wonderful experience. It was a bit of a whirlwind. Um, the NBA is a different beast, yeah. you know, in terms of resources and, and money and all the things that come with it. So, um, yeah, no, it was wonderful, but I was more than ready to come home to my own bed in Sydney after, you know, three and a half weeks in the USA. Yeah. So just on Victor Wembenyama, so you talk about that. So obviously there's a lot of skill development when it comes to that. Is there also help from an organisation like the Spurs about the types of things that you've witnessed, but no one else could possibly imagine and, and how their life is going to change. Yeah, absolutely. I think he has a minder that's with him as well. So right. he has a personal person that's there. Um, obviously, he's there for him 24-7. It's his own personal close, um, I guess, person in his corner, for want of a better word. Yep. Um, and then the Spurs also provide support as well. Like They've got security detail and they'll do everything to make sure that He's a little bit protected, um, as well as an eye on making sure that they're developing him at the same time. I think it's a fine line when someone's that young and being thrust into the spotlight so heavily, ensuring that this is a long-term plan. It's not make or break in his first season in the NBA. Yeah, um, it's been make, really, based on the way he's been going really this year. Been. It's been, it's, when you get Kevin Durant just... You know, just being amazed at what he's doing as a 19-year-old. It is quite incredible. What's next for you is that you're assistant general manager of a WNBA team. That's the Phoenix Mercury. So it's it's an interesting move on a, for a couple of reasons, Fleur. One, it's to the WNBA, and we, we understand the attraction of that. But it's also a move to front office and away from coaching. Can you talk us through both those decisions? Yeah, I feel a little bit mixed about stepping away from coaching, but... Ultimately, I mean, my favorite thing is to be out on the floor with the guys. And I think that relationship and those connections are something that is my favorite part of this job. But um, after speaking to a few few people and I, you know, took counsel with a few people that I'm close to and they said to me that, you know, the move to the front office basically strengthens my resume and my career options and that a lot of, you know, head coaches and coaches all over the world have at some point in time worked in the front office. So right. uh, the decision to go and, and work under Nick, who's the general manager of Phoenix Mercury, was was really appealing. And I think um, going in, eyes wide open, picking up a, some great experience and then making my move from there. Um, first time back in women's basketball in about 10, 15 years. So wow. um, the WBA is you know, the best women's league in the world. Um, again, the resources um, that are getting poured into the WNBA, particularly from the Sons of Mercury owner, brand new facility getting built, and they're really trying to build this thing from the ground up. For me, that was really exciting for a chance to be part of that. Yeah, no doubt about it. But before that, you've got a really big job to complete with the Sydney Kings for this season, including but not limited to this game against the Hawks on Sunday. We're going to get ourselves to a break, Fleur. Uh, if you'd be good enough to stay on the line, we'll come back and talk to you about the season thus far and what it means these last couple of games. Fleur McIntyre, assistant coach at the Sydney Kings, our special guest on the crossover on a Thursday afternoon. All right, let's break and then we're back with Fleur. Join the conversation. Call 1300 01 1170 or text 0457 736 736. You're listening to The Crossover. Thanks to the Sydney Kings. Grab your Sydney Kings tickets today at Ticketek. Yeah, Thursday afternoon it is The Crossover. Our special guest, assistant coach of the Sydney Kings, Fleur McIntyre, uh, who is on the line. Right, Fleur, we've got to talk 2023-24 season. Um, 
One thing I've seen with the Sydney Kings this year, their best is arguably the best in the league, but often we don't see that, Fleur. Any explanation? Look, if I had the answer to that, we probably wouldn't be in the position that we're in right now. Yeah. I, look, I can't explain it. I think, um, you know, it's no secret we've been super inconsistent this year. It's been frustrating for all of us, players, coaching staff. Um, you know, we've tried to, let last few games, make sort of simplify it a little bit, hopefully uh, keeping the guys locked in. Um, and we know that at our best, we're as good as anyone. So hopefully we can bring our best this Sunday. Yeah, so... Th- the part about that too is that, you know, premiership two years ago and then and get the championship again. And and does that – I know everyone says, hey, we're looking forward and all that sort of stuff and we know it's a new group, but that must weigh heavily on the organisation. And you're obviously a big part of that. Is that fair comment? Yeah, look, I think – I mean, the expectation is we win and we want to win. Yeah. And I don't think we shy away from that. So I don't think it's looking forward. I think there's just an expectation that the City Kings don't turn up to make up numbers. We want to win basketball games. So, you know, we're really disappointed that we haven't put our best foot forward across this season. And I, I don't want to say it's been looking forward because we've got so many new players and new coaching staff. Um, but there has just been, I think, just inconsistency week in, week out. And um, the guys have been great at practice. Like, I can't speak highly enough to them of how much they've been locked in. But for whatever reason, it just hasn't culminated on, you know, in certain games. So um, I'm I'm still full of confidence in these guys. And I think that hopefully, um, well, I do know that, you know, they'll put their best foot forward this weekend. And hopefully we can hit some shots. That always helps our cause as well. Always helps. Uh, Mahmoud abdul Fader was arguably our first guest on this uh, this season. We spoke to him actually when he was over in the US before he'd even come out here. And um, he's such an impressive fellow. Uh, what's it like working with Mahmoud? Yeah, he's great. Uh, he's such a positive person. And I think that, Um, He's always maintained a really even keel, even after the devastating losses. Obviously, he's really disappointed. Um, But he knows that we've got to pick ourselves up and we have to find an answer and we have to keep finding solutions. So I've really enjoyed working with Mike Murray this season. He knows everyone and anyone. When I went to America, every second person said that they knew him. So I think he has that sort of impact on people. He's coached a lot of guys and across a lot of teams. So I've been really enjoying sort of being part of his staff this year. Radiates positivity, uh, Mahmoud, and we, we saw that firsthand. Right, tell us about this Sunday. The Hawks, where have they come from? This is going to be very upsetting for majority owner Paul Smith if if the Hawks finish higher than the Sydney Kings here, Fleur. Yeah, confidence is a funny thing, and I think we've seen it with our team this year that when you're down on confidence, uh, sometimes it's hard to, to get it back and you're trying to fight against everything to find a way back. And, uh, you know, the Hawks on the flip side have found something. They're playing really, really confident. They've got a heap of juice and they're flying around defensively. There's certainly way more energy and consistency with what they're trying to do. But I think that obviously stems from a bit more belief and a lot of confidence in each other. Yeah. And then final game with the Phoenix. So round 19 and round 20. So the fate of the Sydney Kings rests in the hands of the Sydney Kings. And they're in good hands too with uh, people like assistant coach Fleur McIntyre. Fleur, great to spend some time with you. Congratulations on your success you've already had with the Kings. Best of luck for the remainder of this season and all the very best when you go over to the WNBA. I really appreciate it. Thanks so much. Uh, Fleur McIntyre, uh, what a delight. So clearly talented at what she does uh, and now has been scouted to go into the front office, Assistant General Manager of the Phoenix Mercury in the WNBA. Come out and say good day. 
Massive game, Sydney Kings fans, taking on the Hawks this Sunday. Tommy Garlop and myself on air from 3pm. So we'll be, we'll be milling around the foyer of Q. No one mills like Tom Garlop. I know that. So we'll be milling around the foyer. So make sure you come and say g'day. You're listening to The Crossover, and it's all thanks to the Sydney Kings and Hoops Capital. And if you haven't got your tickets for Sunday, ticketech.com.au. It'll be a beauty. Let's break, and then we're back to wrap up the show.